0: From Jeremiah chapter 30, the last two verses, and Jeremiah chapter 31. The Bible tells us that there are certain things that we should remember. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9. Take heed to yourself, keep your soul diligently, so that you will not forget the things which your eyes have seen, lest they depart from your heart all the days of thy life. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. A better translation, lest at any time we should drift away. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5, you have forgotten. You have forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you. As unto children, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him. Now this time... That we read about in uh, the passage that we that we are considering, it seems not to be an easy time. It includes a good deal of judgment from the Lord Jeremiah chapter thirty and verse twenty three a whirlwind from the Lord goes forth with fury upon The head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not return until he has done it, until he has performed the intents of his uh, heart. Chapter 31 and verse 2 speaks of the people who were left of the sword. The people who were left of the sword. The Bible teaches us tells us in many different passages and many different ways uh, that uh, God is a holy God, a righteous God, who will judge sin. Of course, there is a final and eternal judgment, but God also judges sin in various ways in this uh, world. Now, As far as God's children are concerned, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Nevertheless, if there is judgment in the world, then this judgment is in some sense around us. It is part of this world in which we live. It is part of the events which uh, we see part of the scene, the setting in which we live and uh, move. God will judge sin, and this is important, and the Bible says this several times, and like we were saying, this is something that should not be forgotten at the same time. The Lord wants his people not to forget his love towards them. His love towards them. The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Now, some people might look at a statement like this and say, you assume that this is true. You assume that God exists, that He is there. Perhaps this is your imagination, your wishful uh, thinking. Well, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1 and 2 that God is real, that God exists. The Bible tells us that creation witnesses to him. The Bible tells us that conscience witnesses to him. But in some sense here we are dealing with another category of things, you might say, uh, which witness to the existence of God because it's not just creation and conscience which speak of God and the presence of God and the reality of God, but also the fact that God has appeared, that God has spoken. He has appeared and he said. He appeared and he uh, said. Let's think, first of all, of his appearing. The Lord has appeared unto me. And we should remember, that this is the glorious God the God of heaven and of earth remember how Solomon said at the dedication of the temple heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee how much less this house which I have built Psalm 8 verses 3 and 4 When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 12 tells us that God measures the waters in the hollow of his hand, that he measures the heavens with a span of his hand, that the earth and all that is in it is like dust, in a balance. The donations are like a drop in the bucket. God is glorious and great in every way beyond what we understand or can understand. And His appearing therefore unto us is very special. Marvelous. Marvelous not just because of His greatness, far exceeding the greatness of you or of me, but marvelous that He appears to us because He is a holy God, a righteous God, and He is appearing unto sinful man. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 2, the vision of Isaiah. He saw, among other things, the seraphim with six wings, each one of them, with two covering the face, two covering the feet, and with two, each one of these angelic beings, with two of the wings they uh, did fly covering the face, and covering the feet, covering themselves before God who is holy, holy, holy. What does the Bible tell us about uh, Job? The Bible tells us that he was a man who believed in God, and sincerely so, that he was a faithful uh, believer. Now, I'm not going to say that he was a perfect man. But the Bible tells us that he was someone who had in his faith a great respect for the Lord and an obedience unto him. And Job, who's far ahead of where I am, when he saw the Lord, said what? I had heard of you with the hearing of the ear. Now I see you with mine eye, and I abhor myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. I was speaking of Isaiah. What did Isaiah say when he saw the Lord? Holy, holy, holy. He said, I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. What did Peter uh, say? when he saw the great catch of fish, Luke chapter 5, he fell down at Jesus' knees and he said, depart from me because I am a sinful man, O Lord. And when Jesus was coming to the house of the centurion, the centurion sent friends to him and told him, do not trouble yourself. I am not worthy I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come to you. But say a word, and my servant shall be uh, healed. God in his greatness appears to man who is so little and so small. God in His holiness and righteousness appears unto man who is uh, sinful. God appears also in a personal way. The Lord has appeared of old unto me. Has God spoken? Yes, God has spoken. And that is special. But it is even more so, even more special, that God speaks to you and to uh, me. Uh, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His uh, glory, uh, His uh, glory. A message intended for you and intended. Uh, for uh, me. The Lord Jesus uh, prayed for his disciples, John chapter 17. And after that, he prayed for them also who will believe on me through their word. And so if you are a believer, then the Lord Jesus in John chapter 17 prayed for you. Prayed for you and prayed for me. The Lord has appeared of old unto me. Unto me. Now someone might say, but he appeared to them. He didn't appear to me. The beginning of the book of Hebrews God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has uh, appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Whatever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.11 these things happen to them for examples they are written for our admonition yes I was not there but that appearance just as much as it was for them the people who were actually there it was for me as well people say oh I wish God would appear to me he has appeared to me when he appeared to them, and when these things are written, they are written for us. And he appeared unto uh, us. The appearance that we are speaking of is an appearance that is special because we can say that it is the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the three visitors who came to Abraham in Genesis 18. I don't think... It's hard to figure out that one of them was the Lord Jesus Christ, the man who wrestled with Jacob in Genesis 32. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is in the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his form is like unto the form of a son of the gods. The sacrifices spoke of him. The ark of Noah spoke of him. The ladder of Jacob spoke of him. But most of all, the time came when he was present among us, when he walked among us. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us for unto you is born this day in the city of jacob a savior who is christ the lord and so the angel called not just the shepherds but called me to go and to uh, see the heavens were opened The voice of the Father was heard. The Spirit descended in the form of a dove. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Christ coming to men, attested to, witnessed to, by the Holy Spirit and by the voice of uh, the Father. He appeared of old to me when he fed the five thousand When he healed the sick, when he opened the eyes of the blind, when he made the lame to walk again, when he raised the dead, he appeared of old unto me, when he bore the cross to Calvary, when he rose from uh, the dead, he appeared to me when he appeared to John on the isle of Patmos, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants, his servants, things which must shortly come uh, to pass. The Lord has appeared unto me uh, of old. I have heard the voice of the Spirit. The Bible says the wind blows where it lists. You do not, uh, you hear the sound thereof. You cannot tell where it, when, whence it comes, where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. The Bible tells us, I will go away, and this is expedient for you, because I will send the Comforter. When he is come, he will guide you into all truths. He will not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Lord has appeared of old unto me. Bearing a message. Then let us consider this message. Uh, It is... A message of love. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Psalm 36 and verse 10 says, O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee. Continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee and thy righteousness to the upright in uh, heart. In the book of Daniel, three times. Daniel is addressed by the angel as a man greatly beloved. 2 Samuel chapter 7 uh, After the Lord promised to David that from his seed would come Messiah and sit upon the throne forever. What one nation in the earth is like thy people even like Israel? 2 Samuel 7:23 whom God went to redeem for a people to himself, to make him a name and to do for you great things and terrible for thy land before thy people, which thou redeemed, uh, redeemed to thee from Egypt, from the nations and their gods. For thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people Israel to be a people unto thee forever, and thou, Lord, art become their God. I have loved thee. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. People in the world, speak about love. People in the world, speak about the love of a husband and a wife, the love of parents and of children, the love of friends. Faint echoes, poor reflections of the real and greatest love. The love of God for his children in spite of our sinfulness uh, in spite of our uh, rebellion Titus chapter 3 and verse 3 we who are foolish and disobedient deceived serving various lusts and pleasures living in malice and envy hateful and hating one another but after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared why not for any reason in us but because of God's goodness because of his mercy Because of his grace. In the Old Testament, the Lord told the people. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 7. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people. Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 6. Understand, therefore, that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for your righteousness. He doesn't give you this good land to possess because of your righteousness because you are a stiff-necked people stiff-necked and hard-hearted this is how the Old Testament people are described more than once and this is the way that we are according to uh, the flesh weak, sinful prone to wonder easily tempted, easily led astray. And so, we lose this love which God gives us. No, we do not. Because God knows all about us and still He loves us. God knows our weakness and our sinfulness. And yet He loves us. He loves us as opposed to loving what we have, loving uh, what we have. One thing that happens in politics in various ways, politics here there up down right left it happens in politics in general different countries and different opinions and so on there is at least this temptation and in many such situ- cases it is a reality what is it that i am interested in in terms of this person am i interested in his welfare Or am I interested in his vote? Am I interested in his welfare? Or am I interested in his vote? Am I interested in something that I can get from him? Something that he has, that in one way or the other uh, can be turned to my benefit? What did Paul say? To the pastors of the church of Ephesus, he said, Acts chapter 20 and verse 33, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or a paddle or a paddle. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 14, I'm coming now the third time to you. I seek not yours, but you. I seek not yours, but you. In the Old Testament, Samuel stood before the people. And he said, whose ox or whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I defrauded? Whom have I uh, uh, oppressed? And the Lord says, I will not take a bull out of your house, nor a goat from your folds. Every beast of the field is mine, and the cattle upon on a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains. The wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, because the world is mine and the fullness thereof. So the Lord does not need us, nor need what we have. So that he somehow desires to turn it to his benefit, to take it from us in the way that sometimes, many times, people do or think to do. I have loved you and I have loved you with an everlasting love. Uh, look at chapter 30, the previous chapter, and verse 14. It says, all your lovers have forgotten you. They seek you not. They seek uh, you not. Peter at one point uh, uh, said, though all men leave you, I will never leave you. And the other disciples said similar things. And we know what happened immediately thereafter. Now, later on, they showed themselves to be faithful, and we shouldn't forget that. But in that situation, I'll be with you, I'll go with you, I'll suffer with you, I'll die with you. It all evaporated. It all disappeared. And so the love that we have can be weak and changing who says that thing that Peter said and the other disciples but says it truly says it with credibility the one who says though all men leave you I will never leave you the one who says it is not Peter the one who says it is the Lord Jesus the Lord Jesus is the one who says that That's his line. that's his statement. It applies to him. He's the one who says, "I will go with you to death." He's the one who says, "I will die uh, for you. I will love you with an everlasting love. What shall sep- separate us from uh, the love? Uh, of Christ. In our passage it says, uh, I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they shall be uh, my uh, my people. Uh, 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 The permanence of the love uh, is uh, something uh, that we see uh, in, let's say, verse 11. uh, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of those who are stronger uh, than him. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Have you ever had this experience of going out somewhere? I don't think it would happen here in the city. you would have to be somewhere where there's greenery. Of going out somewhere after it's rained, and sometimes, I, I don't know when and where and why and how this happens, but sometimes you go out after it's rained, and all of a sudden you see mushrooms on the ground, where they weren't there before. You know, not a mushroom like this, I'm mean, a mushroom like this. <laughs> you know, it wasn't there, just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I don't know, an hour before, whoosh, <laughs> a mushroom springs into existence. But somehow, just like it springs into existence that quickly, that abruptly, that suddenly, it also seems to disappear. Uh, it goes away rather quickly. I have loved you with an everlasting uh, love. It's not something that appears and disappears. Uh, not like our rivers, almost all of our rivers in this country. What do they do? Come summertime, what happens? The river is gone, it's dry. There are better rivers. And the Lord's love uh, is an everlasting uh, love. Um, uh, In Isaiah 49, uh, verses 14 through 16, the people say, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. And then the answer comes, uh, can a woman uh, forget her nursing child so that she will not have compassion on the son of her womb? They may forget. But I will not forget, because I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. With the Lord Jesus, this is literally true. The marks of the nails, we have good reason to think, are still there. They were there when he rose from the dead. That was his glorified body. And so we are engraved upon his uh, hands. Uh, uh, upon uh, his uh, his hands, uh, the Bible tells us that we are the sons of God, and the Bible tells us that we are passed from death unto life. No reversal, no disinheritance, no casting uh, away a love which is uh, everlasting, a love which is declared and confirmed. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. The Lord Jesus tells the disciples, it's not just that I love you, but the Father loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I have come forth from uh, from, uh, God. And the Bible tells us uh, in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul is praying for the believers that you would be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of the love of Christ. Of the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ which passes all uh, knowledge. The Bible tells us in the book of uh, Hosea that I drew him with the bands of love. God commended his love towards us. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for, uh, for us. Greater love has no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. The grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am uh, chief, of whom I am uh, chief. Uh, I have loved you with an everlasting love, with this same love I have drawn you. I have drawn you unto uh, myself, coming to us, speaking to us, living among us, dying for our sake to draw us unto himself. To draw those who are unsaved to the light, to the truth, to the life. To draw his children also closer to himself. Return, the Bible says, ye backsliding children, and I will will heal. I will heal your backsliding. Jacob was far away. Return to Bethel. Uh, Jonah was far away. Do you do well to be angry? Peter was far away. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. James chapter 4 and uh, verse 8. A Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 4. Draw me, and we will run after uh, the uh, arise. Uh, Let us go, verse uh, 6, unto Zion. Unto the Lord our God, let us draw nigh unto him. Let us walk with him uh, like uh, Enoch uh, did. And the time came when the Lord drew him even closer out of this world and into heaven. I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you. Unto myself, the one who serves me, where I am, there also will my servant be. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I uh, drawn thee. The Lord drew Ruth unto himself. Now at a certain point, Naomi told her, like she told Orpah, go back. But Ruth said, no, I'm not going to go back. And you're not going to tell me to go back. Because where you go, that's where I will go. Where you stay, that's where I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, that's where I'm going to die. It's not with you in life. Only when you die, I'm going back. Where you die, that's where I will die, and that's where I will be buried. Ultimately, it wasn't Naomi. It was the Lord who drew Ruth to himself, and this was how she responded to the Lord's drawing. Ittai the Gittite. When he came to help David, when Absalom rose up against David, here comes someone from the land of the Philistines, from the town of Gath, from the town of Goliath. He comes with 600 men, and David tells him, no, no, you shouldn't go with me. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Thank you for coming. The Lord bless you. Why don't you stay safe and sound? Back in your place, back in your city, back in your country. To which Itai the Gittite responded by saying, As the Lord lives, and as my Lord the King lives, in whatsoever place the King shall be, there. Shall thy servant also be, whether in death or in life? The Lord has his drawings. Are we following after? Are we drawing nigh uh, to him? He wants to draw people in the world, as I said, from death to life, from darkness to light, from condemnation to forgiveness. He wants to draw His children from selfishness to love, from sinfulness to holiness, from being like the world to being like Christ this is his drawing what is my following like and one day he will draw us from this dark world to heavenly light forever and ever yea the Lord has appeared of old unto me saying I have loved thee with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee I'll say one more thing if the Lord has drawn you and drawn me unto him By his love, well, I'll say two things, ought we not to love him? And if the Lord has drawn you and me to himself by this love, ought we not to draw others unto him as well? Follow me, and I will make you fishers, fishers of men. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you because you have appeared unto us in your grace and in your mercy. There is a whirlwind. Of God's anger and fury, which will fall upon the wicked. There is a sword which will smite. But there are those who are left of the sword, not for any merit or goodness which they have, but because they are the children of your love because they are your own, whom you have called unto you. We thank you, Lord, because you have appeared. We thank you, Lord, because you have spoken. We thank you because your message to your children is a message of love. And we thank you because you draw your children unto yourself with this love. We pray, Lord, that by your Spirit you will pour that love into our hearts more and more. We pray that that love would constrain us so that we judge with your servant Paul that we must live for him who died for us and rose again. We pray that you would help us to live in this love, to walk in this love, and to share this love with others, that you might draw them in turn to yourself. We pray in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen.